Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories and in, in the newspapers and websites, which we shall do today in the unstoppable company of Dan Moroni from RBC Brew and Dolphin. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Joe. Now, Dan, I know you're slightly under the weather, so we'll go. We'll whiz through this. I know you got one of that nasty cold that is going around, and hopefully, it won't ruin your weekend. Uh, the Irish Times has a story about the Irish Data Commissioner. Yeah, um, Helen Dixon is um, leaving her role kind of as, as the privacy watchdog. She's she's moving to a new position at Comrade, and on our on her way out, I, I wouldn't say uh, she's probably saying she's venting is a little bit of an overstatement, but I think she's clearly had some frustrations with the the kind of red tape and cumbersome EU bureaucracy that she's had to had to kind of navigate in her role. Like, as we know, you know, she she imposed a record fine on Meta last year, 1.2 billion euros um, to get them to, and she gave them a deadline to stop um, moving users' data to the US. But she has said, and she's come out publicly saying that what she termed as clunky EU procedures are kind of wasting time and energy uh, as she's trying to defend citizens' privacy. Um, she, she was using terms like, you know, thing, things were more torturous than they needed to be. In particular, she spoke about the, this one-stop shop rule, which was uh, supposedly it was meant to, you know, focus on of all the different regional regulators it was meant to put most oversight powers in whichever authority was closest to where the companies were based in the eu which is mostly ireland yeah and you know she felt that there were compromises made at the last minute in drafting this legislation things could have been a lot smoother but last minute political changes really she felt that definitely impeded her ability to get on with her job and and she's she's making that known publicly uh, this morning yeah, no, she. I mean, you may not use the word venting, but I think that's a pretty good description, actually. Um, mm. She has been accused of dragging her feet when it comes to putting fines or putting manners on the big internet platforms. And of course, there's this a body representing all European uh, data protection commissioners that has put major pressure on her to impose these huge billion dollar, billion euro fines. Yeah, and I, I think perhaps an element of what she's saying now is is giving a bit of context to that. Perhaps while she was in the role, she felt she couldn't quite be as candid about the reasons why perhaps she was getting criticism. That, and I'm speculating here, obviously, yeah. but perhaps the criticism she received, she felt was a little bit unwarranted given the constraints that she feels clearly that she had by by with this cumbersome legislation. So I, I think she's she's maybe just putting a bit of context into some of the reasons that she had been publicly criticised over recent times. Now, staying with tech companies, CNBC is reporting that Google is slashing jobs again. Yeah, a few hundred jobs. I mean, we never ever like to hear about job losses in any context, but I suppose uh, this is, if we compare it to this time last year, where there was 12,000 jobs lost in Google last January, that was about 6% of its full-time employees. This is relatively small compared to that, uh, again, it's it's of a theme with with a lot of these major tech companies that went on a hiring spree during the pandemic. There there was really a, a massive growth in headcount in, in a lot of these companies in 2020 and 2021. We've seen that pulled back more dramatically last year, but this is another element of it. And it won't surprise anyone to hear that um, Google are, are saying that a lot of this is that they want to prioritize what they're doing in the world of art. 
artificial intelligence. As we know, they're launching an AI chatbot, Bard, and they have their own large language model, Gemini, as well. They're, they're trying to keep pace with what's happening with their big competitors in this space, like Amazon and Microsoft. And they, they see it as rationalizing and, and putting their focus on the areas that they see the most potential for growth. You know, the Alphabet Workers Union are, are, are quoted in the story in CNBC. Clearly, they're disappointed from their perspective. They're seeing a company that's making billions upon billions. And they think they've, they've used the term needless mm. describing these job losses. Yeah, staying in with American giants, Hertz, the car rental company, uh, it's going to sell 20,000 electric vehicles that it hasn't had on the fleet for very long. Yeah, they, they, they had big plans. They, they plan to order about 100,000 Teslas um, in the last few years. Uh, and Polestar, another EV producer, a, a little less, but still a, a large order over five years. They're saying while they're selling these EVs, these electric vehicles from their fleet, the, the reason largely is higher expenses that are related to kind of insurance collision and damage for electric vehicles. They're saying they'll focus on improving profitability for the rest of their uh, electric vehicle fleet. But this is of a theme where we're, we're seeing a bit of a bump in the road for electric vehicle growth. You know, we've seen already the likes of General Motors and Ford in the U.S., they're looking to pull back on original production plans. And it, again, th- these expenses that are they're primarily associated with elect- uh, electric vehicles, um, these insurance expenses have, have just become quite an issue. You know, even the, if we look at closer to home, Germany 6, the big German rental car company, they say they haven't purchased Teslas since 2022 and they're selling its, their fleet of Teslas. They're calling it regular defleeting, but still that's that's the direction of travel. Um, and 6 are still saying they're, they're going to stick to their goal. They want about 70 to 90% of their fleet electrified by 2030 in Europe. But it, it this is still, it's a bump in the road. And I think we, we, even for individual users of electric vehicles, everybody would be familiar that the, the infrastructure in terms of charging isn't it's not there. there. It's, it's, it's not, not there. quite there. No. Yeah. Um, there were some very civilized debates over, over the holiday period on Irish Twitter, which still, thankfully, for the most part, tends to be a lot more civilized than other parts of Twitter other parts of Twitter um, and, and people just giving their own anecdotal experience where and I, I think there's a bit of learning people need to figure out how to drive electric vehicles and maximize the battery power and all that mm. and obviously we're going to get there this is inevitability but with any new technology we're going to have bumps in the road and I think that's exactly what we're seeing in this story yeah, Exactly and I'll be speaking to Pat McDonough from Supermax about his EV charging plazas uh, Finally US inflation uh, higher than expected yesterday yeah, higher than expected. Nothing dramatic. And I mean, I, I would never, ever uh, envy a bond trader because while inflation came in a bit hotter, you might intuitively think, OK, less likelihood of um, unbalance of a rate cut imminently from the US Federal Reserve. You would expect, if anything, bond yields might go a bit higher. But of course, they went lower, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. which is um, which would be counterintuitive. Yeah, um, who would be a bond trader? Although I don't think many people would have a lot of. How many of them are poor, though, Dan? How many exactly. poor bond traders are there? there? There aren't any bond traders missing meals. I don't think just no. so. Um, <laughs> but 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 counterintuitive. But really, the, the the main thing to remember here is month on month data can be can be jumpy. But we were looking at nine point one percent for consumer price inflation in the US. A little over 18 months ago. So the direction of travel has been absolutely fantastic. And when you consider that we've got this drop off in inflation without a massive increase in unemployment, 
it's an absolutely wonderful outcome at this point, far better than we could have hoped for 18 months ago. And your performance this morning has been far better than we could have hoped for as well, Dan. You've been wonderful despite having the lurgy. Uh, Dan, have a lovely weekend. Get back to bed. That's Dan Moroni from RBC. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.